That was weird. I don't know. Weird yeah. latency issue. I don't know. I've never I've never heard that before. <laughs> what weirdness. Yeah, I, I my aura screws up a bunch of electronics. Does it really? Up. I don't know. Because knowing what you do, I ass. feel like that would be. A I don't know. Situation. I just feel like that was an appropriate thing to say at that moment. Right, I like good. it. I don't know if I even believe it, but. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is David Andrew Laws. Welcome to Dress for the Podcast. You want my co-host sitting here looking like a highlighter? <laughs> hey, is hey. Megan Greener? Hey, I'm gonna have to take a picture to verify that because of this audio <sighs> medium, but. Girl. You know what? I wanted you to be able to see me from a mile away on a really dark overcast day. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You could go hunting if you want. I know. Or just wander around where people are hunting mm-hmm. and be very safe. <laughs> um, and Megan's back. I am. From Austin. Yep. I'm so glad you're back. I literally walked, in the walked door Yeah. Probably about two minutes ago. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sat down to podcast because that's what you do. But I might have to leave in a little bit. That's also true. So I apologize. Because you got to get stitches taken out. I sure do. Can I take a picture of those and show them to the people? Yeah, I guess so. What is that sound? I thought that was him snoring. I think <laughs> yeah. that's construction. I don't think it got picked up, but wow, that's loud. Um, and our guest today, who I can see through the arms of microphones, is Sylvana Joyce. Can you hear waving? No. With the, <laughs> no. <laughs> the sound of one hand clapping. Hi, Sylvana. Hi. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I gotta fix this. I can't see you at all. There oh. you are. All right, now I can see you. Um, <laughs> what's up? Through the trees. I'm great. Welcome to the Life is Wonderful. Dang podcast. <laughs> I love podcasts. Do you? Have you I done do. them before? I've done a couple. Uh, actually, I bumped into an old friend on the train and he told me he was doing a podcast. This nice. was about six years ago. Oh, wow. And oh, from reconnecting with him, we became roommates. Oh. oh. So podcasting holds a special place in my heart. Very cool. Oh my God. And podcasting has been around for so long. We're coming up on our first year of this podcast. We sure are. Did you know? Did you know though? Did you know? <laughs> I, now I do know. Now you know. It's coming up in July. It's so exciting. I love podcasts. Um, but Sylvana's here. So this is so this is Silvana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is I want to so I really like uh, giving uh, authority, mm. right? And I want to like <laughs> I want to do that with you. I feel okay. like I like I see you and I see your website here, and I just want to be like, this is Silvana Joyce <laughs> of Silvana Joyce and the moment. Correct. Come on, you guys. This is a beautiful website. Show the your. Theater appreciation for this auspicious guest oh. yes suspicious SAT words <laughs> love it Silvana, you're you're a you're a musician i am of Silvana joyce and the moment I am. and i'm sure mm-hmm. of lots of other stuff but that's the one that's got your name on it mm-hmm. and what else what else are you i know because i met you because i know you're a piano teacher i am a piano teacher i'm a voice teacher i'm an actor great um, and Sylvana Joyce in the moment is my original project. So I write, uh, original music for it. It's a rock and roll band. Yes. I call it like a female fronted queen. Yes. Wow. That's a, so I like it that. has this kind of like edgy cabaret rock and roll vibe. Yes. How long have you been doing that? Coming, uh, we just celebrated our ninth year anniversary. Holy shit. Yeah. Nine years. Yeah. That you've been Part of Sylvana Joyce in the moment? Correct. I want to talk all about it, but I'm, Ooh, get, I'm okay. getting ahead of myself. Okay. Because uh, the f- <laughs> first thing I got to ask you is okay. Sylvana yes. Joyce. Yes. Of Sylvana Joyce and the moment. Yes. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a successful person? Oh, boy. 
See, I knew you were going to ask that question, but now that it's happening Secrets right out. now, it makes me feel so many things. Oh. Uh, I am a perfectionist. Interesting. And because I'm a perfectionist, I define success as something not to be obtained, mm-hmm. but that it's a an aspiration. Mm. So I, as- I aspire to be a successful person. Okay. Knowing full well that within my own heart I will never feel that way. I will always be on to the next project, on to the next challenge. Um so for me the way that <laughs> I work mentally, I don't believe I ever will feel that I am a successful person. Do you and is that a like is that a fear or is that a knowledge or is that a like decision or like what categorize yeah, that for totally. me? Totally. Yeah. All? I think it used to be a fear. Okay. And I think it's because I thought that the way that I felt as a perfectionist was something that was just a fact and a truth about the world. Oh. But I think I'm realizing that no, this is just my perception of the world that, you know, uh, what I'm putting out into the world, I may not be completely 100% happy with, mm. but that people are putting so much value into and getting so much out of. And so to the outside world, I am probably seen as a very successful person. You've got a band named after you. Yeah, and right? And have for nine years. Yeah, that's going strong. Yeah. I mean, I could go on about a list of accomplishments that, that suits a resume of a successful person. Do it. Okay, cool. No, um, do it. So What's your resume? Uh, I we had s- our guest on 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 uh, Sunday is a six, 17 year old. I keep saying 16, 17, who has played at Madison Square Garden. Right. What's uh, what's what's up, Andrew? Mm. Andrew Wolf. He's a dope. He's a dope dude. Amazing. He, he's a dope. Are they going to end it there? <laughs> he's he's a real dope. I don't know how he did that, but he's a dope. <laughs> he's a dope. He's dope and is a dope. Yeah. <laughs> what are your accomplishments? Um, so I learned piano at a very young age and I was able to Two. take master classes with a lot of three really accomplished uh pianists um from early on. I was able to perform at Carnegie Hall. Whoa. Um mm. I had a stint on Broadway as as a kid without any training. Wow. From just pure raw talent. In what? Wait, I have so many questions. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, how old were you when you learned piano? Uh, I started when I was also five. From, but from I raw talent. I just got <laughs> that. That was very good. Um, you, you know, no you training, five. no foundation, just pure passion, right? Who needs it? Who needs it? Stay in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so you started piano when you were five? Yeah. I. My mom says that I was singing before I talked. So Aww. music was a huge part of my emotional expression from when i was very very little that's nice and, and that's good for a little person to have yeah, yeah i mean for sure yeah. i put so much in, of myself and my emotional presence into my piano playing from a very very early age that it got me noticed and um kind of making the rounds in the industry of the classical world hmm. and um you know i took that with me i I feel like there's something about music that's intrinsically helpful to understanding the performing arts in general, mm-hmm. hmm. which is just understanding the beats of things sure, and, sure. and oh, yeah, being able to use 
an instrument, whether it's your own body or, uh, you know, the piano to to express yourself, essentially, and to communicate with others without even words. Yeah. And I, I feel that learning how to do that and having a knack for it very early on just helped it's me. It's like in another life. language, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's like kids yeah. who grow up bilingual. You've got just a different yeah. way to express yourself, which is so good. I almost feel like it's it's a it's a precursor to language. Ooh. Like it's you know how you can read someone's body language and just have a, a s- sense of intuition about what that person's about, what they might be holding back. Mm-hmm. You just get the sense about people, and I feel like music is a way of interacting with that realm a little bit mm. in, a, in a more simplistic way. You really do believe about your aura, don't you? Oh, don't no. lie. I mean, I, I love it when people say <laughs> things like that because it just, I I love thinking about the world in different hey, ways. I love hey, it. Hey, auras are real. Hey. Hey. Hey now. Hey, I'm back from Austin. Auras are real. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find auras while you were in Austin? I, I, I walked in- into Austin with my aura. <laughs> And Austin will never be the same. Yep. Um, yeah. Let me ask this. Cool. Silvana, went, you were on Broadway. What was that? Who were you? Yeah, Who was were you? That? Was it Annie? Uh, no, it actually wasn't musical theater. Uh, I was part of a uh, an amateur after school music program, and the teacher saw that I had an aptitude for, for acting, and she said, hey, they're doing an open casting call for kids her age to play a part in a new Tony Kushner play called Ooh. The Slavs. Oh. And it was my very first professional audition. I had to memorize a three-page monologue oh in God. in like an hour or so, wow. and I did it. That's so cool. I got completely off book. Um, they called me back and they offered me the role on the spot that day. Whoa, <gasps> wild! The problem was though that I was to play a Chernobyl victim. Ew, wow. gross! Wow. HBO. And I would have had to shave my hair off. Okay. Uh-huh. My mom was not okay with that. She thought that would be traumatic for me. Yeah, uh-huh. probably. That's so fair. she she kind of uh, gave them mixed response in terms of whether or not she felt comfortable with me taking the role. And mm-hmm. by that time, someone else by the name of Misha Barton stole it oh, from me. Oh, Misha, mm. no. But I was able to be an understudy for that project. So I met Marissa that, Tomei and a bunch of other wonderful actors who are on the project. Is that a famous person? Who's Misha Barton? Oh, she uh, was one of the characters of the OC. Yes. That, That's who it is. That, uh, that shows circa... The early 2000s. Man, yes. imagine Misha Barton with a shaved head. I like Guess it. what? What? They ended up not doing the <gasps> shaved head Mom, anyway. come on. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. What that's a kind bummer. Of, that's kind of on them, too. What Yo. a bummer. Oh. Did, you, did you ever have I to go wasn't, on? I wasn't. Okay. But you did it. You got it. It's an accomplishment. It's, yeah. a, it's a... But, you know... Y- I would have to come in for rehearsal and and work yeah. with the cast and yep. and do all these things that the other actors did and and you had your put-ins and stuff probably. Yeah, I yeah. mean I it it was fun because it was something that I discovered I was naturally good at and I think that's one of the things that people really search for in their lives is feeling that they have this uh other limb mm-hmm. they can extend and flex and and feel good about outside of themselves. And um, I'm really lucky that I found that so early in my life. For sure. Yeah. Me too. When yeah. I w- My first professional audition, we were in the car on the way up to it because it was in Louisville, which is an hour north of where I live. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, what monologue are you going to do? And I was like, 
what? (laughs) (laughs) And I had done, I guess it was my first like professional as in like I was going to get paid for it. And how old were you when this was happening? I was like 11, I think, because I'd done two other shows. I'd done To Kill a Mockingbird, but I just like walked in and did it Mm because I was like the only child who lived in that town. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I did Henry V, which was just like a, a total amateur production, like not totally amateur, like like dis- disparagingly, but just like it was all kids. Yeah. Um. But this is like for a proper like getting paid show, mm. and so I had just done Henry the Fifth, and I was like, maybe I could memorize something from Henry the Fifth to take in to audition for the Snow Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in, and thank God there was other stuff. Right, we did like some improv st- games and like some other stuff, and mm. I was I was like, ooh, improv, I I got that. <laughs> uh, can I get a place? Um, <laughs> and I got in for my monologue, and I was like. Once more into the breach, dear friends. Uh, sorry, can I start over? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, great. Once more into the breach, dear friends. Once more. Or close up. Uh, sorry, I don't know. That's all I know. I remember this on the way up here. And I got the part. And they're like, I like what? that. Yep. I was a little prince in the Snow Queen. And I was super cute. Aww. Because well, I found out exactly the same way you were talking about, right? Like, I... I started acting at 10 and was like, this is it. This is what I need to be doing. This is what I like am am here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, sort of kept that going. What was your first professional audition? First professional audition? I mean, it probably wasn't uh, way later. I didn't, I didn't fall into acting or theater at all until I was like in late high school for somebody mm. who ended up having a four year degree in theater. I started super duper late mm. um, to do actual like, professional like out of school professional i guess i don't know just tell me a funny audition story before you go (laughs) funny audition story uh i went in for a production of much ado in queens and uh one of my teachers referred me to the director and the casting director and um, that sounds encouraging yeah so i have one of those things where like i think my headshot and my face look like one thing but then the second you meet me in person my voice kind of throws all of that off like the voice doesn't match the face (laughs) um so i walked in and they had called me in for hero so i tried to prep her monologue the best that i could (laughs) and i I had the paper you know of like the printout of the speech like in my back pocket but i tried to do it like on the spot without anything in my hands i was like oh you give me a piece i'll I'll memorize it real quick for you no problem Yeah, it was one of the. It was like once more into the breach where I got like one or two lines into it, and I completely, completely just blanked out. And of course, my it's the director, it's the casting director, and it's my my teacher. uh, All three of them sitting right there, so it was like a whole other level of I'm sorry and embarrassment. (laughs) Oh no! And so I blank out the third time, and then they slowly see me reach my hand into my back pocket (laughs) to take out the paper, and and. (laughs) <laughs> Bless her. The casting director was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Use the paper. Use the paper. <laughs> so I'm like, thanks. Thanks so much. So I get through the hero speech. It's like during the gulling scene. And then once I get to the, to the end of it, they're like, great. Thanks so much. You know what? Let's have you read for Beatrice. And let's have you do some <laughs> yep. lines with, with yep. the Benedict. I'm like, thank yep. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you you could have told me that earlier. I mean, but that's at least okay. it was that. It wasn't like, yeah. let's have you read for, uh, for uh, uh, Conrad. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know what Conrad's a very small role in much ado about nothing. In case you, in case you didn't know, in case you didn't know, but, but I, he still but does at that have point, lines. Like, I really was coming in for a lot of like small clowns and stuff. So because 
you know, when I was in the room, I you're I funny. I didn't come off as anything else. Mm-hmm. I, I I confuse people. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know what to do with you. That's awesome, though. <laughs> I feel like m- more women need to feel comfortable being that because mm. yes, there's so much pressure for us to be a leading lady, mm-hmm. and I think there's so many stories to tell, and it we owe it to ourselves to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He yells it to the ceiling. Preach! <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a good ally, right? Yes. Let's talk more about Sylvana Joyce in the moment. Mm. So, can we play one? Can we play a music? Are we sure. gonna get in trouble? You own it, right? No, you won't get in trouble. I I give you for full rights. Sweet. Just... So loud. Oh no, my mic. Is that you? Nice. Wow. <laughs> How good. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew you played the piano. Maybe I heard you sing a little bit when we did that thing a while back, but. Maybe I modeled something that we were supposed to sing in the warm up. How did it start? For the show. How did uh, the Savannah band start? In the, yeah, in the, in the moment. Well, funny story. Oh, my God. I love funny stories. So, uh,. I actually don't remember what the website was. It might have been like Mandy.com or, <laughs> what? or some 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 acting wannabe backstage website that was doing casting calls. And I was going in for, I still had my equity status from the time I was a kid. Oh, and I yeah. was going in for auditions for everything, maybe even leading roles in Broadway and stuff like that. And ooh, yeah, I was a very self-absorbed young 20-something. Whoa. Thinking, oh yeah, I could totally do all of this stuff. I'm I don't need the training. I'm just ready and let's You didn't get do any training? It. You didn't go to school oh, for it? N- oh no. Oh no. You went to oh, school no. for piano, I assume. I went for yeah, I went for piano. I I I actually stopped doing the acting thing after I became a teenager because Everybody wanted the girl next door who had blonde hair and blue eyes, and I looked the opposite of that. Blue eyes, blue hair, and blonde eyes. Exactly. <laughs> you can't see her, but it's pretty. It's pretty striking. It, it, right, almost as <laughs> no, striking as highlighter yellow. Dark, dark hair and close. dark eyes, and uh, you, I mean, and a prominent Roman nose. Do you? Can I get some profile? Oh well, yeah. Interesting. I don't see noses. That's my. Uh, you don't see noses. Mm-mm. It's like so you're people not don't see race. I don't see nose. Equal opportunity nose. Yep. Yep. You could have had no nose. One time I met Voldemort, didn't even know. Wow. Yeah. So you so you sort of like took that as a cue to be like, peace. Yeah. And again, my mom kind of stepped in and said, Listen, I don't I don't want you to keep going in for auditions and being told that you're not blank enough and those things are <laughs> surface. Still, that's, so that's I mean that's right? gonna happen. That's the industry. But I, she saw how much it tore me apart, mm-hmm. and how much it made me start to question my talent. Gotcha. And um, she said, you know, I want you to have a normal life, <laughs> normal upbringing, not have to grow up in the eyes of. Was this she an industry. artist? Did she have? Did she have? Her father was a composer and musicologist and toured the world Ooh. and played with a lot of prominent jazz musicians. Ooh. Met Ella Fitzgerald. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So she saw the music life that he had and how hard it was. And um, 
you know, even though I was coming in as an actor, she she knew that it was Different. something that could be really stressful for yeah, a kid. For sure for a kid. And right? she was a single mother, so she knew that there was a kind of stress there going on too, where we didn't have kind of like the perfect family situation. Where are so. you from? I grew up in Astoria, Queens. Oh. I'm a New York City girl. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That takes off a little bit of it, right? I imagine my parents trying to, or like if the, the, the hoops my parents went through to keep me in acting through high mm-hmm. school like would have been impossible if, oh, if yeah. there'd only been one. But totally. in Astoria, you might have had more opportunities, right? You could. I mean, I was right there. I was right, right in the New York City vein. Yeah. So there were a bunch of opportunities. So I, you know, I, I, uh, Got my fix in school and doing <laughs> school productions and things like that. But I um, I kept my music thing going. And that's what ended up becoming my career was I was going in for auditions for acting. And um, one particular audition was this guy who was looking for a musical director and thought that I was talented enough to be a musical director for his upcoming album, which was just pure trash. Uh. And he didn't want to pay me. He just wanted me to be, you know, kind of like a creative force, rounding up musicians for him and and things for free. And I thought, well, if I'm going to put in that time for someone whose music I do not believe in, (laughs) I might as well do it for myself. And I've been writing songs for a long time, so it was the first time I really sat down and said, you know what, I should try this out. So I put a band together through Craigslist. No way. One of which is my fiance. W- no way. Truth. Which be one? Told. Which one's your fiance? He's the guitarist in my band. Nice, but he's the guitarist in your band. Yes. You're not the singer in his band. True. He's the guitarist in your Though, band. Though he is also a songwriter, and I do lend my talents to his project as well. You have shirts. I have shirts. Buy Sylvana's shirts. <laughs> What's 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 your fancy's name? Uh, his name is Chris Smith. Is that him? Yeah, he's the sulky guy on the corner in the left. Nice. Yes. Look at his big beard. Yeah, Good. he is epic. And so, why did it become Sylvana Joyce in the moment? Where did that come from? I love names. I love branding. Um, I wanted to keep my name in there because I didn't know whether the band thing was going to work and whether I was going to have to branch mm. off solo and I kind of wanted there to be a, a through line. Great. Um, and I actually ultimately did find that I loved the band energy and the collaborative efforts of the talent that I have around me in the band and in the music community that I'm a part of in Jersey City. Mm. But... Um, I just thought it would be cool. I loved Florence and the Machine, and I kind of wanted to go for that vibe of nice. me and this other force of nature. Where'd the moment come from? I was I was thinking of a lot of different words that could work there, and the blank. Yeah, what else? And, Tell me more. Um, Savannah Joyce and the Peanuts. Savannah and Joyce. the Betrayal was like oh, the next one that I was working with. But I, I kind of didn't want to put such a, a negative or... Uh, yeah, there was something negative about sure. betrayal that I felt like would maybe pigeonhole me mm. into oh, writing songs those. that were too moody. Yeah, and she's a dark. She's one of the dark ones. Noirish. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to open that up, and I felt that in my my acting vibe, I was all about finding the right choices in the moment. Nice. And so that's kind of what I went with. Is Savannah Joyce? Is that is that your real name? Huh? Is that your real name? Joyce is my middle name. Gotcha. 
Yeah. Opris is my last name. Opris. Opris. Yeah. Savannah Joyce Opris. Yes. Love it. Savannah Joyce is such a good stage name. Thank you. It's really good. My grandfather, the composer, he he liked calling me Joyce, and Aww. so I, I it was a nod to him. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so like circling this back around to mm-hmm. success and not just sort of like yeah 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 a bio a biopic. <laughs> um, you've been doing this for nine years. You're playing shows. You've mm-hmm. got a CD CDs. I have a couple of albums out. A couple yeah. of albums. They're on Pandora and Spotify and Apple Music, all that business. What and where does the perfectionism come in? Like to to put out a a, a CD to drop an mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. has to let go of some of that perfectionism eventually, right? Like oh boy, it takes me way too long to put out an album. Does it? I mean, what's a the process bunch of the like? Songs that were a part of each of those albums had been performed live for several years mm-hmm. before I put it, you know, onto tape. And um, with the first album, I re-recorded half the album because I didn't like how it sounded. Yeah, I can't imagine. I've, I, you know, I've done some songwriting and stuff, and I've, like, doodled around on GarageBand, and I'll do, like, 18 takes before I'm, mm-hmm. like, all right, I guess I'll use this one. Oh I can't God. imagine what it's like when you're actually I went to different like, recording studios. I, I did them in different keys and different speeds, and... I just why why do you think that happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, my first album was my first experience ever recording my music uh-huh. and I think that that threw me for a loop. There just the discomfort of suddenly being in isolation when you're used to being in front of an audience mm-hmm. and feeding off of them so suddenly you hear voice in a completely different way and you're all alone in this room and you have to give the performance of your lifetime. And uh, it's a lot of pressure. I love the pressure there. Great when you put it that way. That's for there sure. There were a lot of growing pains as a result of that. Of like, oh, this doesn't feel right, and so it's not going to sound right. And I just wasn't happy with the product the first couple of goes. Has it gotten easier? A lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. What's changed? Um. Is it just like really giving into the fact that as a performer, even in the music realm, I do it as an actor. Ooh, talk more. Say more. I really love to get into character mm. with my songs. Okay. And whether I'm whether the song is written as a narrator or as you are a character in a scene, I I love to just be there with that person or that situation and feel it in real time and I think I was afraid to do that because I kind of thought I wouldn't be accepted by the rock and roll community mm. if I was bringing so much Broadway to it. Interesting. Silvana, so is Silvana Joyce a, a character? Like, is it different from everyday Silvana? Definitely. And the only reason I know that is because I always shock people once they see me for the first time of like, I mean, I had when a they feeling see you, like, perform that you time. were a good performer, but then I saw you and I had no idea. Interesting. So I, I guess I transform into something else. Nice. Which is fun. That is fun. Yeah. And very acting. I love that. <laughs> I love that shock value. Do you lean into that now? Do you like do mm-hmm. it? You're like, I'm going to shock them. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I what do you it. do? How do you? What I do you... love it. That's one of my favorite things is to, to see people's reactions after the first time they've seen me perform. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Look at all the press. You want an award? I want some awards. Some yeah. awards. What awards have you won? 
I don't um, understand. Why, why aren't you? Why don't you think you're successful? Get your perfectionism out of here, you jerk. Mm-hmm. It, um, is is hmm, what have you won? You won a Huffington Post. <laughs> I won the Huffington Post. Um, so I I I kind of felt like I really needed to be commercially successful in order to feel success, Ooh. and that kind of stress me out for the first half a decade of doing the band. I was desperate for opportunities that would put me in front of more and more eyes and be the darling of, you know, the mainstream press and I wasn't ultimately able to do that in a, in a in a steadfast way that helped me grow that presence. Sure. Um and that was really disappointing to me and I Again, just kind of like not being cast in things because of my Roman nose. <laughs> I was wondering whether it was my talent to blame. Hmm. And, you know, what I ultimately realized, again, was that uh, the industry is a slave to trends. And that's what they put their focus on. And there are exceptions to the rule. And I maintain that I want to be that exception. But it's it's really hard to feel like you're not a cool kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to have to fight against what is what everybody's putting their focus and attention on, and stay true to yourself, even if that's against the grain. So I, I really came to a moment of realization that I was so desperate to be loved by this mainstream media that I was losing touch of. What made me happy? Yeah, which was being true to myself and making art that I was proud of. It seems like you're definitely doing that now. Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah. I love. I love. Uh, there's one in particular. Who is this? NJ.com. Woo! This is a drama rock punk vaudeville. Mm. Call it what you like, but it's a riveting show. Where's punk vaudeville come from? Is that is that something you've called it, or something people have called it, or? It's funny, but a lot of people call it that and they read other people's comments about how to define (gasps) the genre. Yeah. How do you define it? How do you define it? How do I? Drama rock. Drama rock. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I want to see it. I can't wait. You got shows coming up, right? I'm down. I have shows coming up. Most of them, unfortunately, are not in New York City. Whatever. I can They're in Jersey City, but. Guess what? Jersey City is a hop and a skip away, and you guys should not be so nervous to to cross yeah, you the guys. river. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Everyone who lives in New York City. I've been. I go there all the time. I go to Hope for Show Boken. Yeah, all the time. I'm glad you need to tell everybody that it's got I don't it going go there, on. Like to go see a band, but I go there to like. You will. I will now. <laughs> That we go into you hear some upcoming shows. June twenty seventh, Pet mm-hmm. Shop, JC mm-hmm. in Jersey City. Walking distance from the Grove Street Path Station. Oh my God. A, 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 Alio Productions presents a mm-hmm. tribute to Sting. Mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> What's that? So um the music community in Jersey City and Hoboken uh do a yearly tribute to an artist. Last year we did Paul Simon, the year before we did Bowie. Um, we've done tributes to, um, several artists over the years and that's kind of how we've 
been able to band together and appreciate everybody's talent is put ourselves in groups of musicians that don't <laughs> necessarily play in a band together, but are going to bring this artist's music to life. Cool. And so there are a bunch of bands, really talented musicians in the Jersey City, Hoboken scene, and we all kind of find opportunities to to play together um, in some shape or form. So we have this kind of yearly tribute tradition, and this year it's going to be Sting nice. slash The Police. And then you've got Finnegan's Pub. Finnegan's Pub. That That's fun. like our living room. It's three hours? Yeah. You do a three-hour yeah. set? Why? How? Is that not Well, we mix in some covers, but oh. we do actually have probably about two hours worth of original material. Wow. But, um, do you take breaks? Excuse yeah, me. we take like 10, 15 minute breaks oh, okay. in between just so I can rest my voce. What's your, um, what's your advice about? About success. About success. Right. right that's what this is it's about. It's all about <laughs> success. And you can't like, and there, and there's a part of this and I don't want to pick a fight, but I kind of want to pick a fight, right? That you can't, you can't be in a band for nine years yeah. named after yourself and uh -huh. still be in it for nine years and not recognize some modicum of your own success. You can't like, huh. you, well, I don't think, right? I'm <laughs> I said, huh, because I'm just like, well. I don't want to tell you what you can do, but like from an outside perspective, yeah. right? You've been doing this for, like you said, almost a decade. Yeah. You've, got, you've gotten awards, mainstream yeah. or not. Like you've gotten recognition from this. Totally. Um, I have. What's it going to take, Sylvana, Joyce, and the what's moment? What's it going to take? That's my question. That's a lyric in one of my songs. <laughs> I knew that. Which is really funny. What is it going to um, take to make you, but you said at the beginning. make my break. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. well, I, honestly, if there's anything I have to communicate to anyone who is, fr especially those who are frustrated and feel like things are not lining up, it's that you have to be really honest with yourself about the difference between how society defines success and how the outside world defines success and how you define it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm gonna start doing that more. I'm it was really, more. it was really freeing to realize that I'm a perfectionist and that I'm trying to find something that doesn't exist in my own mind. Hmm, must be motivating. It is motivating to have sort of faced it right? because in knowing that I'll never achieve that and that I'm motivated by never achieving it and going through the to the next hurdle and the so next thing that. I don't have to worry that I haven't achieved it because I'm not doing it right. I haven't achieved it because I haven't defined it that way. Is it, has it always been motivating? Was it ever, because I can definitely see the other side of that coin yeah. where you go like, not you, but where one goes like, yeah. I'm a perfectionist and it's never going to be right, so what's the point? And I think that, that that's what I went through and the piece I found was that it's, it's about how you define it and not whether it's happening. Because I have been told time and time again in so many tear-worthy, you know, come-to-Jesus moments yeah. of people saying, you're changing my life mm. with your art. Or do you realize how powerful this is? And being told that so many times by so many people I respect and who are sometimes mentors or people whose opinion I care about and the audience that I want to affect yeah. being told that I'm making a difference, you know, that is giving me wings. And now you're a mentor. Yeah. How's that feel? 
Wonderful. Yeah? Wonderful. Is it something you thought would happen or is it like did it, w- did it sort of sneak up on you or like Oh man, I was I was such an immature 20 something. <laughs> I did not have my life together. I did not know how to respect others or myself. Oh no. I was just a mess. Interesting. And so I'm kind of a late bloomer when it comes to adulting uh-huh, and feeling uh-huh. like I have a good head on my shoulders. And the fact that I'm able to take those rough years and turn them into <laughs> into lessons. <laughs> and lessons. Yeah. It's really cathartic. Cool. <laughs> it's really healing to do that. <laughs> I feel like don't do this. Please don't do it. From experience, don't do that thing. That's very cool. Yeah, it's fun. Awesome. Let's wrap it up. Um Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to say my wrap up stuff uh and you can you can uh, sing under it. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Doom. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name is David Andrew Laws. My co-host for a little bit was Megan Greener. And my guest has been Silvana Joyce of Silvana Joyce in the Moment. <laughs> this is going better than I thought it would. Um, okay, now it's distracting. Stop. <laughs> it was so good. I was like, I just want to listen to it. <laughs> is that an original or is that something? Is that is that a Silvana Joyce in the moment original? Came to me in the moment. Nice. In the and the moment. In the and the moment. And the in the moment. Um, With the help from Rosé. Thank you to Dimly Wit, our uh, network. You can go to www. How many W's do I say? www.dimlywit.com uh, to hear this podcast as well as others like Bad Examples by Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano. Uh, what are some others? Dullest people alive? You don't know. I'm not asking you. I'm <laughs> Um, oh man, I usually pull up the website and I and now I can't. Uh, but just so much you good stuff. Just get in there, go listen to it. Uh, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram. Thank you to our Patreon donors, Laura St. Pierre, Patrick Marin, and Dr. Michelle East, who's our new donor. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to give you all a snow cone. Uh, that's it. This has been a whole podcast. And, I, and we did it. Yay, we did it. Thank you so much for having me no, on. No, thank you for being on. And as an outro, play it, play us off, Silvana Joyce. <laughs> it sounds like the ending of Law and Order. I love <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com.